You're listening to Customer Perspective, an Ipsos podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 1. and welcome to our first episode of season four of Customer Perspective. This is our Ipsos podcast series where we get to explore all things customer experience and channel performance. So I'm Helen Wilson, the Global Chief Experience Officer for our Ipsos CX and Channel Performance business. And today, another first, I'm joined by our first podcast guest from Kuwait. Welcome Hormuz Davar, who is the Managing Director at our Muller Group, responsible for trading, manufacturing and financial services in the group. So Hormuz will, of course, tell us more. But to give you a flavour, Almola Group is a leading, diversified, privately held business group based in the state of Kuwait, affiliations with over 40 companies and subsidiaries and represents over 200 internationally renowned brands. I'm also delighted to be joined by my Ipsos colleague, Joel Fernandez, who's leading our Ipsos CX business in Kuwait, Qatar and Bahrain. So both of you, welcome, Hamas. Welcome, Joel. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on with us today. Thank you, Helen, for the warm welcome. Thank you so much, Helen, and it's a it's a pleasure for me to be there. Tell us more. Now, I know you're a man who likes to chat, but if you could just give us an overview of who you are, what you do, that would be fabulous. Well, as you said, uh, Helen, I've been uh, with Almula Group now for 17 years. I joined this group uh, as a general manager for finance and over the last 17 years have taken on additional business responsibilities. And uh, this in my current role as managing director for the trading, uh, manufacturing and financial uh, services businesses, I've been in this role for the last six years. So I've forgotten almost all the basics of accounting now. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, in any case, for me, uh, business is all about satisfying customer needs. I'm glad and, you said that. And it's all about finding a new market in every crisis. So uh, there are opportunities coming up every day in through this last two years, especially when a lot of people gave up hope, gave up even trying, we as a business have grown and Joel is testimony to that. And that's simply by keeping on upgrading ourselves, keeping on looking for those niches and those customer, new customer requirements that have come up because of the COVID crisis. And this is not, uh, true not just of one business, this is true of all the eight businesses that I run. Uh, I'm sure you'll be asking me more details about that. So I'll uh, limit this explanation to just this. And I'm, I'm happily married, been married for the last 38 years now, three children. I can't call them children, all of them are adults. Go on, how old are they? How old are your children? So my eldest is 30, 35. He's in London. I, I'm next week. I, I'm coming over to London to see oh, him. Are you? Okay. We we maybe we need. We should have done this face to face. 
35-year-old in London. Then, uh, in fact, I'm a grandfather. I've just become a grandfather a year oh, ago. So we were going to congratulate you on your business success, but now we need to congratulate you, congratulate you on being a grandfather. Thank you so much. And then uh, I have a daughter who's getting married in London on the 10th of October. And I have my youngest son, who's uh, also a chartered accountant, and he is migrating to London in December. So I have, I probably have some preordained links with London. Okay, so we're doing lunch. Forget anything else. We've got congratulations. We've got the opportunity to see each other face to face. And it's handy having a son who presumably knows everything you've forgotten in relation to accounting. So at least you've got somebody you can ask those questions to. So that's good. Right. So before we shift to London, because I could talk about that all day, let's let's start with Kuwait. So I would like to think that our that our listeners are a very educated folk and, and they have a great appreciation of Kuwait of today. But for those who perhaps might be a little less familiar, give us some things that we should know as listeners about Kuwait of today. That's well, funnily, I'll, I'll answer that by relating to you that when I was first called to Kuwait for an interview, I still remember on the flight in, I asked my co-passenger, who, who uh, was a veteran here, would I see camels on the road? And you believe me, I haven't seen too many camels even in these 17 years. <laughs> but uh, Kuwait is, is, is a small country, but it really grows on you. Now, uh, I mean, oil wealth in the, in the top 10 oil producers in the world, obviously. Yeah. A lot of money. Very conservative uh, society financially, mm-hmm. uh, but very open also. So women aren't compulsorily wearing hijabs. Women have been driving. There have been w- women ministers. They do not differentiate uh, based on uh, man or woman. They don't. There is some amount of discrimination between expats and nationals but that is only to be expected and i think it's only to be uh, it's only fair but uh, otherwise this is a society that is quite uh, welcoming quite conservative we don't build the biggest tower we don't build the biggest airport we don't build the uh, widest swimming pools but i think uh, over the last 10 years especially, there's been significant investment by the government in in MediClaim, in education. So, mm. so, for example, they've built, the Kuwait University has built a whole city with something like nine specialized campuses. And it's something, I mean, uh, the other day, I don't know, Joel, whether you saw it, but uh, there was a picture on LinkedIn from above. So somebody's taken a picture of that and it looks wow. So there are good things and bad, but all said and done, it's a place that's very nice. It uh, it has significant advantages. And if I'm talking about Kuwait, I have to talk about Al Mullah Group, if you permit me. I think, I think you should. I think it's only right. Yeah, because I mean, this is a group and again, I will uh, ask Joel to corroborate. But it's in the top five groups in in Kuwait, Mm -hmm. family-owned, but completely professionally run. 
we are into our 78th year of existence. And now uh, the third generation of the owning family is gotten into the management. Yeah. There are a few of us who are expats and who are at, at the top level. Uh, and uh, the uh, as the youngsters study more and they, the, they aren't pitchfork straight into the biz, uh, top uh, positions, they have to make their way through the business, learn all the ropes and then come up. Uh, very fair employers, so you will never hear of Almulla. In fact, it's, it's one of the most ethical organizations that I have worked for. And the focus is on being the number one or number two in whatever we do. Yeah. So, uh, but with a human touch. So uh, we, for example, are in as uh, we are in seventeen lines of business. I think in all of them, we are either number one or two or number three in Kuwait. Otherwise. We don't want to be in that business. Mm -hmm. But we make the significant investments, financial, people, processes to nurture a business. So one of our flagship uh, businesses now is now the money remittance and Almola exchange business. 15 years ago, six, 17 years ago, when I was asked to take it over, it was a very small business. In fact, it was the smallest and newest business in the group. But over the last 17 years, the amount of money, time, effort, and intellectual property that we've invested into it, we've made it into what it is today. So a fantastic growth story. But take me back just again for those who are less familiar with the sector. Remittance, what does that mean? Traditionally, it is a remittance me means you send money from country A to country B. Mm -hmm. Now, in Kuwait... About 60% of the overall population are expats, which means they've come to Kuwait to earn money to send back home and yeah. build a savings bank for themselves, either in property or in financial savings or a combination of both. So they send money on a regular basis. That's the traditional thing. What is also evident now that the world has become everybody's oyster. So the Kuwaitis don't just invest in Kuwait. They invest abroad. They travel a lot. They have a lot of money, so they travel a lot. So remittance now is just moving money from country A to country mm -hmm. B in a legal manner, in an organized manner, and in a manner where the, the remitter doesn't have to run around and figure out whether and pray to God that his, money, his or her money has reached where it is meant to reach, which was the story 17 years ago, which I'll probably narrate to you in, in some other context. Oh, well, no, tell me that, because I, mean, I was interested in the sort of shift. So we've talked about it from your perspective in Al Muller Group as being a growth area. You've talked about fundamentally what it is and alluded to some of the reasons for your success the ability to trust in the offer, as it were. But tell me more, what 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 are those, I guess, what are those drivers for growth being? Well, you, can, you can do 17 years if you like, or you can do the last five years, depending on how long you'd like to speak for. 
No, Helen, I'll tell you. First, I'll talk about the group and then I'll talk about the oh. specific for Almola Exchange. Yeah. So for the group, we've, we've always, the leadership has come out of being excellent in whatever we do. Mm. We focus on that. And even uh, we were representing, we have been representing Mitsubishi for many years. And unlike any other country in the world, Mitsubishi till about two years ago was the number two selling brand after Toyota. This must be the only country in the world where Mitsubishi could claim pole position in sales. And that was purely because of what Almulla Group was able to offer its customers. So, you know, not only a good sale, but a good after sale, the maintenance, the whole, the whole, Total cost of ownership of vehicles was taken care of brilliantly. Mm. And that is the that is the crux of the thing. So we have we have an engineering group where we are known not to be the cheapest, but a good quality property developer actually gives only our engineering group the contracts. Simply because it's like once they give it to us, they know. It'll be top quality. There'll be no uh, delays in execution. There'll be no cost overruns. There'll be no quality problems. And I still remember this is what finally cemented my decision to stay in Almullah. That as a as a organization, we 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 strongly believe in good quality work in whatever we do. Yeah. Now I'll I'll come to Almola Exchange and the remittance business. So 17 years ago, the remittance business was completely different. So a customer walked into a shop and gave me, let's say, 100 dinars. Now, I used to print a demand draft and hand it back to the customer, and the customer had to courier it to his or her home country, to his or her wife, and if it was his or her wife, he didn't want them to know that they are, he was building up a corpus, he would send it to his or her bank, and the bank manager would put it into his drawer and forget about it, not deposit it. And I'm very fond of telling this story that when I was asked to take over this business on a Friday evening, and Fridays are peak days for us, because that's our official sabbath. So I was at one of our big branches and I walked in there in the evening at about 6.30 and there was this Bangladeshi man who was crying and fighting. So I speak a bit of Bengali, so I went up and asked him what is the problem. And he narrated the story to me that he would send money every month to his wife his only way, and, and don't forget, in those days, no WhatsApp, no BlackBerry messaging, nothing. So it was a simple old SMS. And that SMS cost his wife probably one third of her mobile bill in those days because they were international SMS. But she would faithfully send him an SMS that I've got the money. That particular month, that SMS had not come, which meant that the money had not been received. So he's, he's come to us, obviously. We are telling him, no, no, we printed the demand draft. Now it's not our problem. I said, how, how is that possible? 
The customer is not giving you money to print a demand draft. The customer is giving you money to make sure that you have the money credited in the account of the beneficiary. Yeah, that's the job to be done. So that's the genesis of where we were. To today, I'm able to transfer money into India. 95% of our credits happen within a minute. To UK, I can transfer money in 15 minutes. No bank can do that, Helen. Banks take two days. And it costs four times more to send money through a bank than it does through my exchange. And how did we do that? We focused on developing our people, our processes. The most key, I mean, if you want to hear stories of digitization, come and study Almulla Exchange. It's really, it's really a great example of digitization. And that's how we, as Almulla Exchange, won a recent Forbes survey where we were number three in the whole of the Middle East and the number one app in Kuwait on the fintech space, which is not insignificant, but it's all about the customer. Finally, how soon can you get the money? How yeah. consistently can you get the money? So it doesn't work that once I send it in three seconds and the next time I take three and a half days. Unless, of course, there can be issues about some money laundering queries being coming up from, from the bank side, interceptions. Those are part and parcel of the business. But the entire system had to be geared to do that. And that's what we've achieved. And that's what we are very proud of. Let me give you a personal perspective to what Mr. Dawes said so far. I too haven't seen as many camels as much as I've seen luxury fleet of cars on the roads that are mostly driven by the Kuwaiti women. These women are highly educated, fashion conscious of the latest trend and hold high ranking positions in their professional career. I'm lucky to encounter some of them at work during my last seven years. On the other side, I'm an expat, a third generation of the Fernandez clan who can never call Kuwait our home, though I was born in this beautiful place 38 years back. In all of this, majority expats are not as fortunate as we are, since they are mostly low-skilled artisans, to be precise, from developing nations, building bridges, roads, serving teas, coffee, all day long in the offices and at work. Most are even drivers or maids by profession. It's a hard life for these lonely expats, especially in an alien nation with language barrier. So for businesses in Kuwait, like banks, telco, and even remittance, need to humanize their interaction when it comes to customer experience. Take me through that, because we've talked about it in terms, you've, you've both talked about the importance of customer experience. And right at the outset, Homer, you talked about customer satisfaction as being absolutely key. And you've spoken to me about that importance of speed, about efficiency, um, about getting the process right. And we talked about the very impressive digitization story, which I'd like to go into more. But back to the people, back to your point, Joel, what is it that you get right there? Well, again, I, wanna, I want to actually tell you this uh, story. It's not a story. It's a real life thing that for me, every Every individual customer, not just for me, for the whole Almulla Exchange team, every customer 
is a valuable customer. He might be sending 20 dinars. Yeah. Is the Bangladeshi who's earning 100 dinars sending 40 dinars home? Or is Mr. Joel who's earning X and sending Y? The <laughs> service standards do not change. This is what we had set out to do. So when we set out, we wrote our vision, mission, and motto statements. The point I'm making, Helen, is that we've always built that into our culture, into our ecosystem. And now it's very difficult for anybody to come in and break that because the first thing is customer sensitiveness. And, and, and that to me is what differentiates us. So I, in, terms of, in terms of just quantums, we do more than 700,000 transactions a month, which means 700,000 remittances a month. And our staff count is just 600. And the population of Kuwait is just 4 million. So the point I'm making is that uh, we it's, it's built into our entire psyche, into the cultural ethos of Almullah. How has COVID-19 helped Almullah exchange? I mean, um, in the sense that um, we know that Kuwait is a cash-based economy. And um, what was that reason? Uh, was, was it COVID alone that helped Almullah in its remittance growth? Uh, okay, uh, Joel, our app and our online has been there for much before COVID. Yeah. But I, I'll, uh, Joel is right to an extent that uh, all the domestic servants and uh, the low-grade workers, who are about a million of them, get paid primarily in cash. They do not have access to banks. Now, what? Uh, luckily for us, Kuwait had a full lockdown only for 21 days in these two years. There were partial lockdowns in specific areas which had bad uh, uh incidents of the outbreak. But other than that, as a country, we were locked out for 21 days. But in those 21 days, we were able to convince our, we, our regulators, so we are regulated by Central Bank of Kuwait, that even, in, even when in a complete lockdown, we started accepting orders on the phone, sending links to customers to make the payment, and we would execute. We were the only exchange company to run right through those 21 days without having a physical branch open. In the period after the COVID also, a lot of customers were afraid to come to our branches because our branches are generally very crowded. So we had a lot of kiosks put in the branches, which are self-service so that the customer doesn't have to wait in those long queues. And most importantly, we made the app simpler and simpler. But that still didn't resolve the issue about the cash. So what we did was we went out to the Kuwaitis, reached out through social media, through all sorts of word of mouth saying that, why do you give your maidservant cash? Instead of that, remit her money home to her and use our app. So all these things... I mean, look, at the end of the day, we we look for opportunities in every crisis. Which went back to your first point, didn't it? Absolutely. All right. Um, 
By the way, we would like to congratulate you, as you rightly mentioned, that you know the app featured in the Forbes uh, MENA FinTech uh, listing for 2021. Could you tell me what are the key factors driving that success? Was it more about digitizing the human experience or was it humanizing the digital experience? Definitely the a combination of both. There is no, I mean, both are, both are, both are not, uh, mutually exclusive actually it's it's both you you you've got to keep digitizing more and more to make your operations more uh, effective and efficient and you have to make sure that it's done in a manner where the most tech unsavvy person is able to use the and i always tell you see, the biggest problem in any app is that the developer is already a tech-savvy person. He or she yeah. understands what is technology. So he's going, okay, I put an icon there. Excuse me, what the hell does an icon mean? To a 72-year-old man who's never used a, I mean, who struggles even today with WhatsApp. You've got yeah. to put an, you put the icon, but put an exploratory note. And this is where you've got to cater to the lowest denominator in, in terms of understanding. That's only then you will be successful. And that's what we've done. All right. A uh, couple of weeks back, um, Almula was racing to their 100 branch opening, which was a spectacular event at uh, the Avenues Mall, one of the biggest malls in Kuwait. Uh, why is it that um, y'all are still focused on physical branch outlets? I mean, um, can, can you put some light into it? You're talking about 100. We already crossed 103. Yeah. So in a matter of weeks, we added three more branches. And the rationale is very simple. In the, in the financial services businesses, there is always a need for face-to-face -face interviews, for customers needing to talk. The fact is that the whole remittance business is a very complex business. It's not that I buy money in the morning and I I still remember somebody saying, ah, what's for, what's it for you? You buy the dollars in the morning and you have, you rope in the dinars in the evening. It's very, very naive view of how it would work indeed. So the branches are my contact points with the customer. The app is a convenience. One is not mutually exclusive to the other. I'll tell you, I'm just going through at the moment. One of the tasks I'm doing this morning is building case studies, talking about the way in which we're working with our clients and specifically about the impact that we can have on their business. And obviously, I know a little bit about the, the work that you two do together, that Ipsos does with Al Muller Group. But in terms of the, the business impact, so with the programme that you two are doing together with, with your colleagues, what's the real business impact that that is driving? So you know, for us, we talk about driving a return on customer experience investment based on an understanding of one's customers, et cetera, et cetera. But what is it that you're driving on the back of that particular research program? Let me, let me, let me share with you that we've done uh, one survey about seven years back where Joel went into our branches and gave us feedback on what percentage of our customers were happy, what were unhappy reasons for unhappiness. And that, at that time, we were trying to evaluate whether the, 
whether that hospitality culture has flowed through the branches and it helped to reinforce. And then a few years ago, they, uh, they uh, went and did another survey on our app and online customers and what did they like about it and what they did not like about it. And that also added, so I, I think when we start when we started that project, we were hardly doing about 40,000 transactions on the app and online. Today we do about 240,000. Just to elaborate further to what Mr. Dava said, with all our clients, including Albola Exchange, every time we did a scope of research work, it wasn't simply just showing the CX metric needle, its trend over time or competition, but we always make it a point to highlight those emotions that were captured. Especially keep in mind that remittance like transaction, though financially is a simple payment process, has a lot of emotions attached to each of those transactions by the customers. Emotions when retold into stories can bring that required change to business mindsets and its people to be customer centric. Helen, I just want to I just want to talk about one very important thing that Joel said. That most people consider remittance or oh, big deal, but there are a lot of emotions involved. And I just one story I'll give you. So we generally close our branches by 9.30. And this was again in the old days when I was streamlining the business. And in those days, a branch manager would take about half an hour to 45 minutes after he locked the doors to actually count the cash, put it into the safe and all that. And just when he was on the verge of leaving, somebody came and knocked at the door. So he opened the door and so the guy is crying. He says, I have to send money to my father. He says, sorry, sir, we are closed. He says, please, my father's in hospital. He's been hospitalized with a heart attack. I need to send money to the hospital now. They are not otherwise admitting him. This guy called up our head office, got all our systems up, did the transaction at, at night at 10.30. The customer kissed his hand, went away. Next morning, the customer came and again thanked him, saying, you saved my father's life. These are the emotions and stories that I always narrate, that this is what makes us what we are. My people and their sensitivity to the customer. We can't top that story. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to end. And thank you for sharing that, that emotional moment with us. Thank you. But with my kind of hard-hearted business hat on, about driving growth, going back to your point about being customer-centric, being colleague-centric, identifying the opportunities for growth, no matter what the, the situation presents, about ensuring that you get it right from a process point of view, from a people point of view, to truly be number one, number two in your business. So thank you. Thank you for sharing some of that insight. Thank you for taking the trouble to, to, to bring it to life. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. Um, thank you for your time, both of you. Likewise. Thank you. For most of our of Almula Group, uh, Joel Fernandez of Ipsos, thank you so much for joining us here today on the first episode of the fourth season of Customer Perspective. It's been a blast. We really appreciate it. Come back next week and listen to the next one. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Customer Perspective, an Ipsos podcast. New episodes will be made available each week, so be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest episodes delivered directly to you. We are also available on Spotify.